Welcome, listeners, to episode 8 of Dads, Papas and Father Figures, the podcast that honours the best title a man can get, the role that levels us all, no matter of your background, beliefs or bank balance. Each episode will bring you a personal interview with a different dad willing to share the ups and downs of fatherhood. Grab a coffee, start your engine, and let's embark on this life sentence together. Welcome to Dads, Papas and Father Figures. Thank you for being on episode eight of Dad's Papas and Father Figures. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here on a different podcast than usual, but um, yeah, it's really good. And you've already had my uh, my friend Dave uh, yes. along, the other half of the doodads. Uh, so, you know, it's a bit weird. I feel like I'm sl- the sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had a listen to it and there was some great conversation there. So I'm looking forward to He to was just this. a rehearsal. It was just a rehearsal. That's what all the previous guests First is the worst, second is the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the third is the royal princess. One, one with the hairiest chest. Is what what I always said? did, but yeah, the royal princess. <laughs> there we go. A little bit, of, little bit of childhood differences. By the way, I didn't say this is Jason. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jason. Yeah. Jason, um, uh, again, the second half or the better half of the doodads. <laughs> the other half. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We can leave a link to the doodads in the show notes as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a podcast that's been going going on a lot longer than mine. Uh, and we had Dave on last week. We've got Jason this week. Uh, the first question we like to ask, is, just to get it moving, is I just want to know what your family dynamic is. All right. So obviously there's me and then there's my wife, Jo, uh, my stepson, Josh, who's 20, and uh, my daughter, Jessica, who's 12, had to think for a moment there. We've all got J names, though. Uh, that wasn't on purpose. Uh, obviously, the my stepson was named before I was in the picture, but we thought once all of, all three of us have J names, it makes sense to then call Jess some sort of some sort of J name. And we like Jessica because it could be different. It could be Jess, Jesse, Jessica. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I've had a bit of experience with kids i'm in the latter sort of part of the the sort of childhood experience with having a 20 year old mm-hmm. uh and a 12 year old uh in the house so yeah that's how our family dynamic kind of plays out mm. I, you, you don't seem old enough to have a 12 year old as well like <laughs> yeah I so feel very similar aged and i go and i go a 12 year old like that's that blows my mind um my wife is uh, nine years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so a cougar, I think, is the right term. My for wife's that. a cougar. Yeah, yeah. My so, wife's a cougar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've got that in common. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's always fun playing that. So when you were out clubbing with your friends when you were 18, <laughs> I was still in primary school. I always use the millennium <laughs> as a good one because it's such a, you know, an iconic, you know where you were at the millennium. Yeah. And I was at a town hall in Cockermouth because I was 10. <laughs> And she was like, oh, yeah, I was out clubbing because I was 21. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very so, different. yeah, that's that's always fun game to play. But, yeah, so if Josh, if so if I was Josh's dad, I would have been 18. Okay. So still relatively, like, so I would have been young, but it was. Possible. I was 23 when I moved here. So it was, 
yeah, I've known him pretty much his whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad has had a big impact. It's not like his dad's not on the picture. And that was the main reason I moved here from Australia rather than mm-hmm. uh, like Joe coming and the, and Josh coming to, to me in Australia. So that's one of the reasons I moved over here uh, rather than the other way around because a lot of people ask, why'd you come here? <laughs> it's Australia. But there was ties. There was ties yeah. to England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so being the here for most of his life helped with raising him and all that and then Jess came on the scene and yeah so there's a similar age difference between um Jess and Josh as there is between my wife and myself yeah and also her uh, my wife and her brother have a similar age difference as well so it's kind of interesting that way but yeah what is your favorite thing to do with your kids uh, my favorite thing to do is to go somewhere new, to find and explore and to go on little adventures. Uh, cool. Because Josh was often away with his dad, like we used to do that. So when he was younger, I would go on bike ride with him and his friends and we'd try and go, a di- I'd try and go to a different park. Let's go to this park this time. Let's go here. Let's do this. Uh, and then as he grew older, he didn't really want to do those things anymore, but as Jess was growing up, uh, we always, uh, as whenever I was free, and it's really hard with the two different jobs that I do to find, because I didn't have many weekends off, but it would be during the week or um, when I did get the old weekend off, it would be to find somewhere we hadn't been before and go and visit that and explore. Uh, Jess and I both really love the beach. Yeah. Uh, so that is where we tend to gravitate towards. And we have a lovely coastline here in the northeast of England, uh, Northumberland, uh, even sort of, you know, like above north of Hartlepool, that sort of way. And then if you go south, Whitby, yeah. Redcar, oh, Redden, Redden, not so much Redcar. Let's not, let's, let's, that's where I'm it's from not and, the and I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So south of Redcar, <laughs> Saltburn. Saltburn. Saltburn's beautiful. Saltburn, yeah. we love to go to. That's one we go to quite regularly. Uh, but yeah, trying to find that waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Water is a common theme. I was when I was thinking about like favorite places or things that we like to do, uh, but we do like to go out and and um, hike like the Hamsterley Forest or the lakes as well. So yeah, adventuring, going out uh, different places, uh, just, and on the flip side of that uh, would be doing like playing video games or games like board games, video games, uh, again, more just Jess and I spending that time together, though my wife really likes to get involved with some of the games. Yeah. She's not a huge fa- fa- fan of board games, so it tends to be Jess and I and Josh when he's in. Uh, but yeah, we play video games like Roblox, Minecraft. Uh, what was the other one? I've heard. Genshin Impact and recently Super Mario Wonder. So you can do it locally multiplayer. And the cool thing is, so as you're doing the level, so it's side scrolling. If you die, you turn into a ghost and the other player can revive you. So you can constantly like help each other get through the level. Yeah. Uh, so good for younger kids that aren't as good at that. That's and really cool. I, I appreciate that when we played Super Mario Odyssey, being able to be Cappy. Yes. Or let them be Cappy and... Yeah, that, that, collect all the little bits and pieces yeah, and not that, have to That went it. really well, playing yeah. it like that. Um, and it's, there's a similar one with Mario 3D World, the Bowser Bowser's Fury. Okay. 
similar premise. Like one of you is, is Mario, and then the other one is Bowser Junior. Right, but he's on your side, and ah, okay, a, a really good way to get two player going yeah. and support them through the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, um, it's cool as well because so play with Jess, but I also play with my uncle in Australia. Uh, but you're like a ghost version, so you're not playing in the same level as such, and you can go off further. But if you stay together, you can help each other out. If you turn into a ghost, you can revive each other still so we play that and talk at the same time it's kind of our bonding thing so yeah playing games i think that's come from my childhood because my uncle used to live with us Mm -hmm. and we would play all kinds of board games and things like that so it's kind of passed down i guess that's kind of like a family tradition is playing yeah playing games together and going out on walks and adventures because we used to do that every weekend we would try and find somewhere we hadn't been before or go back to a place that we really loved and so, yes, yeah, so I've tried to pass that on to, to Jess. We definitely find there's like a real sense of achievement when you find somewhere new and you have the day and, you know, you've, you know, it, it, it's, you've, you've set aside a day to know that this isn't to try and achieve, like tick something off a list. We're not trying to get a job done. We're not trying to earn money. It's just a day to just enjoy something new. And at the end of the day, it's usually like the most fulfilling day because you've just like even a day like I'm still since summer, we've been threatening just to go um, rock pooling and just get in there and just try and find some crabs and stuff. Because I know if we have that day, we'll love it and it'll be so good. But we just haven't found the weekend that suits because yeah. it's raining or something, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. I, I shouldn't be asking the questions, but how do you make... So for me, it's just on the odd time that the planets align... Um, or I've booked some holiday off, even though I'm not going anywhere. How do you make the time for you, like your family to do something together? <laughs> you flipped it. That's not good. <laughs> uh, that's, I was thinking, my, like, I don't often plan it. It just happens to fall and it's lucky that, that that's happened. But I'm thinking now, actually... I need to, I should have made, looking back, I should have made that time to have those days off to to do that. And sometimes you have to book like yeah. in advance to get that time off and to sort of protect that time. I think I found it a little bit easier now only because I mentioned on the podcast with Dave, now I get one of my weekend days off, which never used to happen. Mm. So for many, many years I've worked shifts and uh, well, we still do, but but never really got weekends without really f- for planning it for planning it is that a word yeah 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 it's planning it sounds good but yeah but without really like jumping into the future to to make it work and i actually think it was causing more stress because then when a weekend did come up in three or four weeks time or five weeks time i was holding it with such value that i would get incredibly stressed if it didn't go to plan and and genuinely, at one point, I remember Catherine being like, you seem grumpy on the days you're off work. <laughs> because, because, And I was being, because yeah. I was starting the day. And if it wasn't immediately to plan or on time, or we were doing the th- getting out quickly to seize the day, I was getting into a fettle. Yeah. And I think Catherine was starting to think, oh, he, he obviously doesn't enjoy time with his family because he gets really pissed off every time he's yeah. with them. But it was it was purely the pressure that on a day off, we have to maximize this day. Mm. Uh, whereas now, knowing that I've got at least one day, I can I can relax into it a bit. Like today, 
we're probably going to go into the loft. We're going to start taking down Christmas decorations. And I I don't feel the stress that we have to go hit a National Trust or go to Beamish or do something because we've got next we've got next week as well. And I mean, I don't know what people do with two days a weekend. <laughs> yeah. How, <laughs> yeah. Got, it's crazy, isn't too it? Much but people are like, so yeah, so I work in retail and I work as a cameraman and both of those jobs want you on weekends. So very rarely do I get weekends off. And, um, yeah, it's, it's that crazy kind of thing that people that you hear on the radio as well. That whole thing, they're like, Oh, aren't you glad it's the weekend? It's like, no, not really. I've already <laughs> had my weekend yeah. and it's two days that usually aren't together during the week, but then things are quieter. So if you can, you can take advantage of that. If you can do things during mm-hmm. the week, I mean, you don't get a full day unless the kids are off on holiday. But no. you during the week tends to be quieter than a weekend. I was just going to mention one more thing about the games, actually. Yeah. Because I grew up playing like Mega Drive. And when I was at a friend's, I was playing SNES or a bit of N64. And then I remember getting a PlayStation. And it was definitely a part of my childhood, like games, playing with my brothers and uh, like my friend over the road. And... I feel like excited again because I, I definitely ditched gaming for a while. Like as as an adult, I did just went away and I didn't buy the latest consoles because my parents weren't going to buy it at this point. It was up to me to buy it. I'm not, I wasn't going to pay for an expensive console. So it just went away. But yeah. now Leo's back on the scene. Uh, I don't have, I have a PS4. So not, not the, the newest one. Mm. Uh, and, and we bought him a switch a couple of years, a year ago, maybe. And I've really enjoyed like the, having it as a as a tool for both of us, not just as a, like a lonesome thing that he would play on his own, but playing Mario Kart again with Leo on Mario Party, kicking his butt. Like, do you let him win? Do you know what? At the beginning, yes. <laughs> now there's times where I'm like, chill out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, you, He's got that's, some practice. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, I think that builds character. Um, yeah oh that's the other thing as well like yeah a few tantrums over over losing but they need to learn that that's that's how it works yeah. um i was a terrible loser as a kid and even now there is still that competitiveness in me and i need i know i need to turn it down so i try my best but yeah it's sometimes it's still there dormant <laughs> waiting um <laughs> i i got a shock we recent so on the ps4 Obviously, there's so many amazing titles on that. We've barely scratched the surface at all. And ones that are appropriate for, like, his age. You know, you go a little bit higher, but generally appropriate for his age. Uh, but we started, we downloaded uh, on the PlayStation package, Tony Hawk's was one of the monthly games. And it was Tony Hawk's 1 and 2, the originals, remastered yep. on PS4. And it's amazing how quickly that came back. Yeah. Like I'd say my fingers, the muscle memories knew what was going on and I was getting combos and, and I think Leo got a shock that like, have you played this game before? And I'm like, don't worry about it. And I was hitting grinds straight into manuals. Yeah. And, yeah. Reverts. Yeah. And he, that. he got a, quite a shock. I, I, I schooled him that day. <laughs> yeah. It is fun to do that. But yeah, I think it's that, it's that balance, isn't it? You've sometimes you've got to give them something to hope for. It's like I played chess, not video games, but chess with Jess and she beat me Yeah, and she got really into chess. Then I started playing a little bit harder and it put her off and I was like, oh, okay. I need to let her at least like do that or like, and not play as thoughtfully 
mm-hmm. and play it quicker and I'll make mistakes. So, well, I mean, I make mistakes anyway, but yeah, is, mm-hmm. is making sure that she gets that chance. It's finding the balance, but making it challenging as well. Um, so that's enjoyable for them. Uh, I think, so for me, I found like when you're talking about that and getting back into games, um, we didn't have a TV in the house from when I was about three to when I was about 10. So like TV in itself, not even video games was a novelty. So yeah, I would go to friends or I would go when my uncle was living, not with us. Um, I would go to his place and he would rent, he would rent a SNES and the game with it. And we would play games. Yeah. You could rent in Australia. You could rent like the actual console as well as that. So I always looked forward to doing that. And we, we play games, but I realized more recently as well that I like social gaming. I like anything where I can interact with people. I'm not one, I can do it and I can like sit down and focus on a game, but I much prefer it when someone else, even if they're not playing at the same time that I'm like working with or in competition with someone else. When I missed gaming for a little bit, when I was out of that world and people, online gaming was starting to become a thing and people playing together. I was like, that's not my bag. I just want to sit on my own, go through a campaign in my own time but then i think i've found that i don't have the time often to do that so suddenly these like especially quick snippets of social gaming getting to jump in have a bit of fun with my son or um like set it up for him and his friends and stuff that is so exciting and briefly me and some of the other people from my previous retail position (laughs) they we were all playing Fortnite, like oh, nice. grown men all playing Fortnite <laughs> yeah, together, yeah, yeah. like in their like forties and things, and yeah, getting sniped by like eight year olds. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and torch. I was terrible at it, but but me too. A couple of nights a week, we were trying to um, all log on it at the same time and put the headsets on. And one of them said something, and it and it really resonated. He said, "Oh, this is the new golf course." <laughs> you know, like yeah, like yeah. meeting up on the golf, and because a lot of it was the the game was secondary. We would having crack and enjoying just running around and taking the mick out of each other it just happened that we were playing a game as well and the fun that sort of kept the conversation going that we were getting absolutely battered by these uh well some of them weren't but they were dragging my ass along for for, definitely (laughs) yeah that's so i have a group of friends and we play grand theft auto we Mm -hmm. play all kinds of other games but we tend to gravitate back to that because it's almost more like a in person is very <laughs> um what's the exaggerated life but it is almost like a second life yeah. kind of thing and you can play golf in that so we have actually been that being on the golf true. course yeah being on the <laughs> golf course because gta is great for that it's got like it does some get like you could you can do like what is it um ea sports um 2000 2k23 mm. golf or whatever but this is close enough to that game. But then you can do that. Then you can go and fly a helicopter or you can, yeah. you know, go for, just go for a drive together somewhere and watch a sunset from the top of a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, so just, but that, like you say, the social aspect, the having good crack and doing that and linking that back to, that is actually how my mother has, she plays Roblox with Jess quite regularly and that is how they've been able to build and keep a rapport is she will play that game and you can play it remotely across the across the world and they can still have fun because Jess doesn't know like she doesn't have that much time to deal with her in person so these are kind of these avatars are almost like how they can 
sort of relate to each other and interact in a more physical way than just on a video screen. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, so Jess would be a bit shy or she would because she doesn't see her as often. But we've we've tried to do most Sundays as she's gotten older. She wants to talk to her friends more mm-hmm. and less um, with Nana. But we still try and keep that kind of thing. What? But it's, a, it's such a nice way to be at a long distance yeah. family. And she, my mum is probably the person she sees the most from any of our extended family, even though she's like, what, 40,000 kilometers away or whatever. <laughs> Tell me about a time that you nailed fatherhood and equally a time that you definitely failed fatherhood. Because <laughs> um, of the way my personality, I think most people are pretty self-critical, definitely focused more on the fails than the the successes. And I had to talk to my wife about this because I was like, what do I, I can't think of a specific time, uh, to be honest. But where I thought I might have failed with, we talked about scheduling and only having a certain amount of weekends and whatever was not having enough time for the kids. And what my wife reminded me of is that a lot of parents, at least traditional, the dad would be the breadwinner. They would come in from work and they wouldn't want the kids, wouldn't want to have anything to do with the kids. It'd be like, (laughs) go and play and do your thing or whatever. But you said, you always have have and still do, had and have time for the kids. Um, You'll do things, you'll play with them, you'll... uh, do whatever it like Jess has a YouTube channel and um and is like quite a big following on Instagram and we helped build that that I can't take all the credit for that that was mostly my wife doing that but together she was like I really like presenting and I like doing this so we would make funny videos and we would um she would do that whole presenting thing hey guys yeah, yeah. this is the thing I've got this today and look at this and it does this and whatever and she liked acting that out but we were actually able to make that a reality for yeah. her. So I think having that time to do all the things we've already said, you know, like going on adventures, playing video games, watching uh, anime. So Jess is really big into Japanese culture, which is funny because that's a language that I learned in school and I'm now sort of getting back into it. But having an interest in what she is interested in and being able to sit alongside that, I think that's where we've, we've nailed it uh, and being able to live out there's not many kids that can say that they've been a professional youtuber at the age of 12 and she's actually now sort of (laughs) (laughs) semi-retired in that she did toy openings and she did um those videos and we had companies sending us stuff for free um to do videos or paying her to do the videos and to put them on instagram and do all that and then it got to a point where she was getting a little bit teased in school Mm -hmm. about it and um and she, she was like, I think she got a little embarrassed about it being toy openings and a bit kiddie going uh, into high school. Kids so, are mean as well. Kids yeah, are mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, that was, this is one of my proud dad moments though, is because we had kind of talked to her about um, how you would deal with bullies like that and say, you can just say you're a professional YouTuber. You've been paid to make these videos. So you are that. And, and so when this boy was having a go at her, she said, yeah, but do you get paid? to but I get paid to do this and he was like and he just shut up and we didn't hear anything about that much more afterwards but she also now wants to more go into cosplay but I think there's a it's one of these things where the age that she is we don't really want like a a young a preteen yeah <laughs> girl yeah, yeah yeah on social media doing cosplay just I mean there was enough 
weirdos as it was and we managed that and there's a whole other side um to that which my wife did a amazing job with keeping her protected keeping her safe mm-hmm. um all these things that you can do to make sure that they're safe but yeah i think that's where we nailed i think that's where it's really parents. good to be involved in it as well rather yeah. than just your kid having this hobby and you just letting it happen yeah just shutting the door and saying do whatever you're finding that time that you do have and it's valuable and like grabbing it with both hands and saying right if you if you want to do these things I'd love to be in, in, in this world with you and like dive in. Mm. And not only is it for safety's sake and looking after it, but it means you, you're the adult. You can you can help explain how things are going to progress, how you can make things sort of grow as well. It, it's, it's only, it's only going to help when you get more involved. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and kids are mean as well. Like yeah. kids are mean. Like Leo, we, we did a little couple of YouTube videos mm. where we did one initially. And he got really excited about it. And because of his age, because he's quite young, his face is hidden. Yeah. And, but he was like dead excited, probably showing off a bit at school, telling too many people. And uh, one of the kids was a bit mean about it and said that they'd seen the video and that they thought it was rubbish. And that, um, uh, and said something like they'd left a comment underneath. And I, <laughs> so I got chatting to my son and I said, well, have you heard of the word jealousy? So I explained what jealousy meant. And I said, I think they might be annoyed because they don't know how to do that. And I was really brutal as well. I said, he also hasn't commented because uh, I've disabled that. So that's not true. Um, But then I I was really sort of proud of him because I said, what do you want to do next? I said, do you want to leave it? Or should we film another one? And he was like, we're filming another one. I was like, yes, we are. And then I was like, get upstairs, let's do this. Amazing. Let's make a point. That's teaching your kids resilience, isn't Mm -hmm. it? And that's important, especially if you are interested in social media, you're always going to get trolls. You're Mm -hmm. always going to get naysayers because people have opinion, people are jealous. Mm -hmm. People, yeah. So, yeah, so it's setting them up for success in the future if they can take that on board and go, you know what? I like doing what I'm doing. I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. And just learn how to fog out the the mess that is the internet as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, in terms oh, yeah. of failure. I, I nearly skipped ahead. What, what yeah, was the, yeah, what no, was the, so, okay. what was the failure? <laughs> the failure. Um, again, I had forgotten about this, but my wife said, so the first time. <laughs> That's good of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, a, this is great. I was like, oh, thanks. She, she was picking me up and then she... Um, so... The first time she went away, so she often goes to um, conferences for like TV shows and stuff. So she goes and sees like um, the cast of Supernatural or Buffy and Angel and all these other kind of TV shows. And so she was going away for the first time after Jess had been born. And I was, it was the first time I was left alone with her to make sure to take care of her. And I managed to lock her in the car. I left the keys in and for whatever reason um the doors locked and she was in the like baby bassinet kind of thing in the in the front seat airbag disengaged but in the front seat yeah yeah um and i was just like it's like i've been left alone to be responsible for this child and i've locked them in the car on the first day um <laughs> where were they locked in the car uh front seat in the sort no, of like, like were they outside the house was this oh yeah so this was in the driveway okay so we just got back yeah um i put the keys down, walked around and the doors locked. And I was like, <sighs> luckily I remembered that the mother-in-law had, uh, 
the a spare key. Mm-hmm. We had given her a spare key for the car. Um, so we were able to, um, what was it? Or was it for the house? It was either the car or the house, but either way I would have been able to then get the spare key for the car and open up the car. But I had to admit, there was the call to the mother-in-law going, I've locked Jess in the car. But Jess wasn't phased at all. She could see me through the window and she was just like, like not even bothered whatsoever. And I tried to keep as calm as possible for just going, how can I mess up? So like (laughs) very early on as well. Um, So yeah, that's probably the worst one Uh, from in terms of fail the only other one at least she wasn't on the roof yeah she was on the roof so yeah but that was like that was early on um in that same house um uh i was once walking down the stairs and this is this is success and fail at the same time i slipped on the stairs josh was walking in front i slipped and i slid all the way down the stairs with jess in my arms but i managed to hold her up but I took out Josh <laughs> so I slid down to the bottom. I think Jess was just like, woo, like it was a fun game kind of thing. But I was just at the bottom going, <sighs> like, just in that moment, like, protect the child. I don't care if I get injured, protect the child. I just love the idea of Josh being wiped out like Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. I was like the boulder. Yeah, yeah. just straight through. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't get away. So my other sort of fail when Jess was a bit older is where is trying to teach her how to ride a bike okay. um, so i'm relatively a patient person you have to be a patient person dealing with customer service and these but jess didn't get the mechanics of using a bike easily she couldn't get her feet to like go over and over on each other is yeah. you end up backpedaling when you see kids trying to do it you start to see where it doesn't make sense to them yeah yeah and so yeah so she was like and she kept doing that and she was getting frustrated with herself not being able to do it because she thought she could do it like mm-hmm. that and then i was getting frustrated with her giving up not mm-hmm. frustrated that she couldn't do it as such but that and that she wasn't like you're trying to give the instruction of how to do it admittedly we probably did it in a place so the the owl front path kind of area is very sort of wobbly and not very nice. So when we did eventually get her to do it and we had to push quite hard, my wife and I worked together and um, we took her to a, like a proper riding track uh, with no, no stabilizers or anything. And just like try and ride as far as you can. We'll be here. I'll hold onto the back for as long as you can try. We just kept trying and trying and trying because the, school were doing a bike thing coming up and we yeah. wanted to get her the bike almost ready because so, yeah, yeah she'd tried it before and they just didn't get any further with her and so mm-hmm. we think and i think that that tightening up so i i got the the, the flip side of that um and we can edit this out yeah, <laughs> if it's, it's not is i got that angry with the way that she was giving up and not wanting to that's the only time that i've ever smacked her all oh, right um so yeah. I, things are, I don't condone smacking. I don't think that corporal punishment or whatever is a great way to mm-hmm. meet kids. And I did lose my my shit. Am I allowed to say? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I yeah. lost my shit. And that was the only time that I have ever smacked her because I had just gone over, off my tether mm-hmm. and done that. I apologized to Afro. And when I come down, I was like, that was not the right thing to do. This is why I was angry. Mm-hmm. But... 
it shouldn't have got to that and I won't ever do it again. Um, it's really hard to sometimes know. It's I think it's really difficult to know. A, a situation can come from nowhere that would never seem like the likely situation where it's going to escalate and suddenly it could be a whole collection of different things, the day, the month, everything that's going on at work and stuff. And suddenly you're in a situation where you've totally unreasonably lost your shit. Mm. And you know immediately after the fact, you go, what happened there? What what on earth did I just do? Um, I've definitely got to the point where I've like had to grab my son yeah. <laughs> and, it, and and had to like just sort of almost physically pick him up and move him to be like what is going on right now where I've really noticed I was mm. on the edge and, yeah. and, and and like you say usually after the fact I've been like why? <laughs> where I did don't. that come yeah. from? Yeah. yeah. And it's not reasonable at all. It's often when you like you've been hangry I found as well. It's like we haven't eaten. We've been a bit late for lunch or yeah. whatever. It's in that point in the day where the child is emotional, you're emotional, and it just all like, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes to it. So, yeah, don't condone it. But it made me then realize, yeah, no, I can't get to this point or I shouldn't get to this point again. Yeah. So we need to figure out ways for myself and for her not to do that. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, my mum had the same moment when I was young, not around the same, like, learning how to ride a bike or whatever but there was a moment where she hit me with a a wooden spoon (laughs) as a smack and the wooden spoon broke (laughs) and she was like I've just cracked wood I've I've cracked (laughs) yeah I've just cracked a wooden spoon on my child yeah no I'm not doing it this way ever again yeah yeah. and so there was that there's a similar like pass me down moment so yeah I don't know if that's something we want to put in there or broadcast that that's what it's done yeah yeah. but at the same time I wanted to be honest and open about it Mm -hmm. that you do get to breaking points at time and it's as much about self-care as it is caring for your kids as well because if you're not in the place to help you can get to those those points like yeah unexpected situations I've spoke about it on a previous podcast. I won't, I won't labor it too much, but the time when we had a cheap drone from whatever it was, AliExpress or something, mm. and uh, we flew it around the, the bedroom a bit. It was good fun. And I said, let's take it to a field. Took it to a field. Within five seconds of it being in Leo's hand, I'd bent down to grab something out of the bag or something, and it was just a dot in the sky, and it was long gone. And I lost my shit. Mm. And I was so angry and I, like a child, picked everything up and just started walking away from him. And mm. he was like, like trying to catch up with his much smaller legs. He was too young to do this. Yeah. And I know that. Yeah. But at the time I was, I feel so guilty. And he basically was like, almost like jogging after me saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was just so annoyed yeah. because we'd, we'd, we'd planned this like thing to get to the field and, do it and within five seconds it was over mm. and I was walking back to the car storming back to the car <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and then once I'd calmed down I was like "What? why did I do that yeah it was not it wasn't worth anything not really no it was cheap and it yeah was rubbish <laughs> it went straight into the sky <laughs> yeah became a dot uh, we never saw it again and it's something in someone's garden I, I definitely spoke about it before and I was yeah. really cross and I've since apologized to Leo for mm. 
like it wasn't like a, a physical thing, but it was, I think, an emotional, nasty thing to do to him. Like yeah. I, I just ditched him and started walking away, and it, it clearly had an effect on him to the point where a year and a bit later, I was like putting him to bed one day and he was in that moment where I thought he was about to go to sleep and then he turned around and started apologizing about the drone again and I was like oh my word mm. I cannot believe that's weird heavy on your mind and I'm yeah. so sorry like it's yeah. not and, and I was and I, I had to like wake him up and say no you need to listen to me I was the idiot at that point it was not your fault <laughs> It was a stupid mistake, and I was in the wrong. Yeah. You have nothing to be sorry for, because I was so ashamed of myself that um, that I'd affected him that much. I yeah. didn't want him to have that memory. <laughs> no, no, that's. I think that's, and so that's those moments will stick in your mind, and probably in the kids. But sometimes you can go, "Oh, I felt so guilty about this," and they go, "What thing? I don't even remember that as well." Yeah, like, we can only hope. You know what? There is one more. Um, oh, wow. And there... So this is a this is a general fail, and it's a hard one. Oh, bless a, you, another fail. No, no, another fail, yeah. Ah, I, I think one of these things is admitting your failure is at least then a step towards progress and yeah. that you've learned from those mistakes as well. Uh, the reason so, I like this question is because I sometimes think, for the, for the people listening and dads listening, it's just appreciating that you're not the only guy out there yeah. failing right now at yeah. certain points in the day like yeah. it, it, you, when you see someone looking like perfect dad on the street it's probably not There's, mm. they've probably done some stupid stuff that day yeah yeah and i think yeah you see that point but you don't see yeah the part where yeah maybe later in the day they've lost their shit or yeah. they've um a different day they're not not as mm-hmm. on point as on that day. Yeah. We all have different, you know, levels. Even on, um, you know, working together is when you're parenting is trying to meet each other. If you're having a poor day, is trying to pick up the slack where you mm-hmm. can or not. Um, where I've maybe dropped the ball is um, with my stepson. I think it was. <laughs> it's tough for me. So because his dad was so big in his life, so. When I first moved over, he would be there at his dad's or his his grandparents on dad's side, Tuesday, Thursday night, and then um, the weekend as well. So the chance I had to see him was like a Monday, Monday or Wednesday night. And so I, as much as I was around because he was at school and then um, at his dad's so often um that there wasn't a huge amount of time to connect and tried as best as possible um but yeah there was a point i think when he was playing football with his friends and i nearly really hurt one of them by like falling over like i fell over and then almost like used them as a cushion kind of thing (laughs) and i'm like i no i'm too big to be they should be playing by themselves i can play like when they're a bit bigger maybe we'll do that because yeah but i'm not very good at football they'll surpass my my mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not something you can in australia but so i feel like and my wife feels like this that because he wasn't my son that and it, it and it's tough is that i do treat it it's different it's different to having your own um and as much as i've tried to treat him as my own it's hard 
-hmm. it's hard not to when you don't have the contact time when you don't you don't have the blood relation there um it's yeah it's it's difficult whereas yeah with Jess I've had a lot more time to do these things and do whatever but on the flip side I've also felt like a lot of the time like if I tried to put any discipline or things in place I would be you would get the well he's not your son Mm -hmm. argument so it was hard to do it both ways yeah I think that's yeah one of the things where maybe I could have been a bit more kind of thing and I'm I'm also hypocritical like I get annoyed with him being loud while he's on video games but I'll be loud on video games when (laughs) I'm with my when I'm with my friends you know like so it's um there's certain things like you know like being not tidying up or being messy or whatever or whatever so yeah I think there's two sides of that makes it hard and being a step parent is hard because Absolutely, that yeah. there is that element it depends on how you deal with that is like yes they'll never be your kid as such but you want to try and um be the best sort of supporting parent as possible and um yeah so i, I did same similar things when he did or when they did want to play with me i would play i would still play those games, do those things, go out for rides, go for adventures where we could. Um, it was just the availability and the timing of those things that I think made it harder. Um, but yeah, I think there are definitely now, I wish that things had been different, but it's just the way it is now. I can't even imagine, like, it's it's hard being a parent to one mm. and being, you know, biological parent to one. It's It's got to be a whole other level of complicated to do it. Uh, not only with another one, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I also have another parent involved as well outside the family. Yeah. Like, that's got to be that's got to be really, really a, a tough balance to strike. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to replace, especially when they're big. Like, it, it, I think it would have been easier had his father not been on the picture. Yeah, then I could be a totally replacement not dad involved at all. Yeah. Whereas when you're the sort of supporting person to be in there, I felt like I was more like an uncle. Mm-hmm. kind of things stepping in and being the supportive mm-hmm. kind of thing and trying to be the fun one as much as possible where I could be but yeah um I guess in sometimes there was that idea of like oh I could be the better I could be the better dad <laughs> but realistically I'm not not his dad I should just be the supporting one and was trying to always trying to find that balance and I overthink things as well so yeah I don't think that's a failure yeah (laughs) I think and again we've spoke about this on other episodes I think the failure probably lies more in your mind (laughs) than it does in anyone else's you know (laughs) especially in his probably where they go yeah yeah yeah. so I think that's it and you're always going to compare it though isn't it it's like well you treat your kid like you're like Jess like this and you treat Josh but it's like they're a boy and a girl and they have very different temperaments as well I mean they're both really really nice kids um but it's just, yeah, certain times, like, I would do this or whatever. But I I would have a go at Jess for certain things that I would have a go at um, Josh for as well. And they will probably be hypocritical, as do as I say, not as I do yeah. kind of thing. It's the, what is it, paradox of being a president, a parent. As Leo gets older, I'm going to get more and more hypocritical. I yeah. know it. I yeah. know it because I think I look back and I think about, um, I think about drugs. I, think I was having a really, mm. I was watching some... I went down a rabbit hole on on the internet, <laughs> watching on Reddit, watching like people just off their mind on nasty modern weird drugs and stuff. And I was thinking about like Leo's future, and I just don't want him to even 
just make sure it's all natural. Consider any of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just can you pick it up? Did it come off a plant? <laughs> but I just I just desperately like don't mm. want him to even venture or or experiment with things when it's it's like like I've looked after this flesh and bones for seven years now. And every yeah. time there's a scratch or a rash or anything, I'm trying to build this thing and keep it yeah. growing and being well. And and I totally get that this is how my parents must have felt as well. But now, as he gets older, I'm like, no, you better take care of it because I own it. <laughs> in, my, in my eyes, I'm like, I built this thing. You yeah. need to look after it. And I just really, just it, it is hypocrisy, but I just desperately don't want him to put anything nasty in it or hurt that body um or that brain and that mind and i know I mean, i'm gonna get worse as he gets older yeah i think because you're gonna get to the point and this is where with um, i am with jess where we've done all that thing and i've been the the nurturing parent and now you're seeing her become herself her adult like young adult self and she doesn't want to play with me as much she doesn't want to do those things she wants to be with her friends and it's that kind of letting go and letting her become her own person. And I'm really proud of some of like the choices that she's made and the person that she's becoming. And um, yeah, it's hard to that letting go thing does come and it comes sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. I think that's <sighs> parents told me this. So I don't, I don't think <laughs> you can give advice to, to dads and you go do this because this is, but people told me this. And I didn't listen, like as much as my wife says, I spent time, I feel like I didn't spend enough time. Take even the bad moments are still memories. They're still things that are going to be great. And that's going to be for something you can remember them by. And all those amazing times that you had with your kids when they were young, because it'll come to a point where they become adults and they won't want to necessarily spend as much time with you or they just out of circumstance, they'll get jobs. They might get partners. They might not. It's, mm-hmm. but they'll still have their own life. And you, while you are a big part of that, enjoy it, embrace it, the highs and the lows, like take as much of that time as you can because it's fleeting and it will run out and they will then, yeah, not be spending as much time with you and I, i've definitely been hitting me home mm-hmm. in the last year or so it's like oh yeah like she's the one i would usually go out with my wife is more of a home bird whereas jess would go on adventures with me and do stuff and so yeah now i'm like they're going uh what do i do now kind of with myself this is how i've defined myself and now that's ended or it's in the process of changing so yeah Lots of dads told me the same thing. Take to take the stock of the time. Take as much as you can. You like um, spend those time with your kids because it goes by really quick. But you know, it, it still goes quick. <laughs> yeah, it still goes quick. You'll get to that and you'll be like, ah, oh, but I wish I'd done this. I think we were talking about acceptance earlier, and I think that's something you've got to go. Okay, I've put in what I did. I've done the best that I did with the time that I had in the work situation that I was in. It's done. Now let's move on to the next stage and support her as best as she can, as best as I can to to help her be the best person that she can be. You don't want to, but it's yeah, her, you don't wanna, her choice. At but the end yeah, of you the don't want to dwell too much on like I had so many grand plans early on in Leo's life of, oh, he'll, he'll, he'll be a 
chess master at six or something, or he'll know another language, or, or just uh, not that specific, but you know, yeah. in these ridiculous thoughts I had of how much I'm going to push him and support yeah. him. And then life is just a thing that quickly runs through, and we're now at the age he is, and half of these things didn't even start, never mind come to fruition. And um, just then giving myself a break, yeah, and being able to say, like you said, don't let's not dwell on what we didn't do or what didn't happen. This is where we're at. He's still great. He's a nice kid. Let's move on to the next stage. Yeah. And I just hope that he makes good decisions in the future. <laughs> and if he doesn't, then you're there to support him, get through them as best as possible. That's all we can hope for, isn't it? Because if you tighten your grip, you'll often lose them that way as well, isn't it? Mm. And possibly push them more into that by saying, no, don't do this. Because I don't know about <laughs> if your parents told you not to do something, it's often you would yeah, go the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like, I think that's, we did that with Josh and like alcohol, for example. It's like, if you're going to do it, let us know. Be open and honest with us. Um because, yeah, we want to know where you are, what you're doing, whatever, and we can be there to support you if you and need when to you, do it. And when you fuck up yeah, or yeah, yeah. I want to be the person you call yeah. to help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And be supportive of it. It's like, don't necessarily... Like, I don't drink. So mm-hmm. um, I, I was never really big into that when I was a, a kid. Um, so I don't understand it as much other than the want to, you know, do stupid things, which I can do without drinking alcohol. Anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do. I don't need. I don't need to spend money to do this. What are some of the most important values or life lessons that you tried to instill in your children? Yeah, don't do drugs. <laughs> I really hope I can somehow instill that. I know some of the best. I know some of the best music came from it. Yeah. I think um, one of the biggest things, especially with Josh. It was about, he's a very honest and open kid. Sometimes too honest. Mm -hmm. He tells us a lot of things that it's like, I wish I didn't know that. (laughs) But thank you for being open. Whereas Jesse is a bit more secretive. And that so being, we were trying to encourage her. It's like, we don't mind if you're doing this thing, but don't lie to us about it like she's been caught out where she's done something wrong mm-hmm. and it's like it's not so much that you've done the thing wrong it never it's, is yeah it's never the thing that they've broken or stained or didn't or, and, and it's backfired it's your cover-up is mm. what feels dishonest yeah yeah honesty is is really important and, and a certain level of openness um and we don't want to be at the point where we're monitoring her chats and monitoring all these things like constantly just making oh, sure um so <laughs> i want, I want, I want every- to see that shit like fbi <laughs> i want to see everything he said every communication i want to have like a board like a, a underground <laughs> your lair yeah i go into the basement and it's actually just like neon screens and yeah. shit and i'm gonna i think there isn't there isn't an element of that like you do need to check in and like not there's a balance there's somewhere in between like not all the time and giving your kids some trust but mm-hmm. and also teaching them things like if someone you don't know is asking for personal details, you shouldn't be yeah. doing that. And they they get taught this in school now as well, which is great. Yeah, um, which we never did. We were, yeah, well, this is the thing. We we got like lit early internet, and then it was like go for your life. Yeah, fuck about. <laughs> now they have to at least give them some talk tools. to strangers on MSN. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I talked to so many uh, teen chat. Do you remember teen chat? I don't think I did Teen Chat. I definitely did MSN. Teenchat.com. Uh, and uh, I hope it's not still a thing. 
And yeah, and yeah. I remember chatting and like you'd be saying like slightly like because you thought you were chatting to another teenage girl. Or yeah, something. I was probably definitely chatting to grown men. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. But now that now there'd be hopefully some tools in place to say that's dumb. Yeah. So yeah, so definitely safety, but also honesty. It'd just be nice to yeah make sure and that that's that we're finding harder with jess than with josh because josh was an open book mm-hmm. um but it was we got all the gossip <laughs> <rather than laughs> it's like this thing you don't need to tell your parents this <laughs> like you don't need to tell us we don't need to know who's mate who's fingering who or whatever you know like <laughs> it's like you know it's like thanks it's like it's all right i appreciate your honesty but and who was that i'm just gonna yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's insane um so yes <laughs> so uh, honesty is definitely a key value that we try and install and still and trying to get her to be more honest and open but giving her that element of privacy as well so i think there's she likes that as like it's a in thing with her friends or whatever but mm. um the other thing that um tried to instill with her and it's failed along the way and we've done is that everyone makes mistakes Mm-hmm. Um, and to own those mistakes and learn from them as best as you can. And you might, yes, you might make a mistake multiple times and you might continue to make those mistakes, but if you can lessen them or learn the lesson from them, then that is um, something that's really important. And I think I struggle with that sometimes. I hate making mistakes. And I think that can then like go over to your child if you're they're sort of mirroring what your reaction to something is. Yeah. Um, it's e- so- it, it, yeah, and it's easy to um, it's easy to not sometimes see that the mistake is your your own as well. I, mm. I have to sometimes remind myself that things that happen during the day, where something happens, and I think fucking life, life just served me a fucking mm. bastard. And then I, every now and then I have to go back and go, no, this happened because I was running late. Yeah, all of these other things happen because of things that I did. The, the initial yeah. thing I did—it's not always your fault, and, yeah. and, and you it, it, you can accept things, and and being able to accept things that are out of your control. But yeah. there are certain things where I go, no, this all snowballed from my initial mistake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking ownership of that and being okay, I'll do this differently next time. Um, like yeah, so like I used to get annoyed at speed cameras because they but I was speeding because I was running late, <laughs> and it's like okay just give yourself more time to get to work. Then you won't have to speed or whatever. It's the speed and, camera's fault. And, and the thing is, it's like, I would always drive faster. I'm like, well, I can do this. It's like the speed limit's there for a reason. I can keep to it, put on cruise control or whatever. Just do it. It's more of a hassle to have the fine, have to do the speed awareness course to do whatever than the couple of minutes I would gain by driving faster. That's on the, the funny thing. I sometimes yeah. still find myself speeding yeah. or driving too fast. And I go... And then I'm looking at the Google Maps. Yeah. And it's telling me how fast, yeah. how much time I've made. Well, there's the wanting minutes. to beat the Google time, isn't it? There yeah. is that. But, but, but it's minutes. And I'm like, why am I doing yeah. this to gain minutes? Yeah. I'd rather be a few minutes late yeah. and not have this insane yeah. adrenaline yeah. race yeah. just to do it. It's so, yeah, I, I guess so that you can add that to the lessons to teach your kids as well. It's just like that. But I guess you go through that stage, isn't it? When you're younger, you're trying to squeeze as much as possible into a day. Mm. So then that's probably why you're late because you're trying to fit X, Y, and Z when you could just do X and Y and do Z the next day. Yeah, or, and enjoy both more. Yeah, yeah. And that it's like no job 
unless I guess maybe if you're a doctor and you're saving lives is worth like, um, like being a few minutes late for or like the fine that it would be if you're going to make, make up those extra minutes, but then you're going to lose your license. You're going to pay or pay for more insurance or whatever, mm-hmm. just because you've got points on your license. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So making the time, <laughs> um, yeah. Chilling out, uh, with the mistakes thing is also <laughs> check your answers. So I'm really proud of Jess recently. She did, she would often just go, oh yeah, I'm good at maths. I'll just do it and then, and whatever. And then this, uh, she's done a, a assessment recently and she was like, I, I went back and I did pretty much all the questions again. Wow. And like, I had the time to do that. I got through. She got a quick, second view on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got a second view and there was a few that she fixed, which she didn't sort of, um, go the text and then the only two that she got wrong out of the whole test were ones she thought she had the answer right and she didn't do again <laughs> nice. um and so it's like yeah just be, learn from that but it's amazing that you did so well she got the best mark in the class equal best mark in the class mm-hmm. for that and she's good at math so it's like um yeah it's being i'm really proud of her for learning that lesson and sticking with it because I was terrible for checking my answers. But mm-hmm. it's the same sort of thing. You go, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I got those answers right. But actually, maybe I should go back and check them if I have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I've got on my little list that I've got on my notes right, cool. is... Um, you are so prepared. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just like, I've got to give good answers and I've got to give... Um, so on the flip side of... Uh, being honest so values is that realize that not everyone is honest people lie Mm -hmm. um and i i think i'm a bit more like you mentioned with josh i'm i'm a very open book yeah and i tell people a lot of stuff (laughs) yeah even at at work people are like yeah the the stuff i've already told people in this short time i've been you know working where we work together yeah people know too much and yeah it's because i think i presume I presume honesty and openness with everyone. Yeah. So I, I, I give it out quite a lot. And then I sometimes have to remember not everyone is like that. <laughs> no. And then, yeah, that not everyone wants to share yeah. those things. Whereas, yeah, I'm happy to be open about it. Yeah, I don't, think, I, I don't think they're in the wrong on that front. No. Like, I'm, but I'm probably in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think we need, it's diversity, isn't it? Um, but yeah, people will lie. I am a very literal person as well. So I will take people at face value until I recognize that they don't tell me the truth all the time. Mm-hmm. And then it still, it takes like a lot of effort for me to recognize that people are either not being serious. So they're trying to be funny and they're making, I'm like, oh, you meant that as a joke. <laughs> not as, so like banter doesn't always work on me yeah. that way. Cause I'm like, oh, but you, and I, I feel like sometimes banter can be used to hide things that you are having a go at me but yeah. you're trying to make a joke out of it but actually yeah. realistically you are just seething you're just trying <laughs> to make it so there is that element of me that i overthink things um as i've already said um but yeah i take things very literally so it takes effort for me i think the the greatest thing i see with jess is she's almost at the point she doesn't she very she very literally cares about anything anyone ever has a go at her about. It's like water off a duck's back. And I'm like, I I'm not like That's that. That's a at great all. thing to I, try. Yeah, I read into things. I even read into things where people aren't having a go at me. I just feel like they are because mm-hmm. of what they said, and I've taken it a certain way. I'm always trying to remind myself that thing of I forget who initially ever said this phrase. 
what someone else thinks of me is none of my business. I really try and rem- remember that more because I do get hung up on what people think and if I've said the wrong thing or if I've upset someone. Uh, and I try and remind myself that sometimes... It, as long as I've came at it from a genuine and honest place and haven't tried to be deceiving or anything like that, if someone takes it wrong or it doesn't land properly or they don't like me anyway, that's none of my business if they don't like me. <laughs> like no. It's not my business. And no. I find that hard sometimes. Yeah, I think that's like where we work. You, you do tend to see a lot of people pleasers. I don't think that all of them are, but that is kind of the vibe they're people that want to help people and so in that regard you tend to be someone who wants to help and please people in the service that you give or the um and so that they leave with you know the thing and that works with the colleagues that we have as much as it is the customers so yeah i think it's a tough one isn't it trying to separate that and go yeah it's none of my business Mm. um you know what? If they think this, they think this. When you do fine. manage to do it, though, it's really satisfying. Yeah. There's there's situations where I've met people, probably later in, like in the more recent years, where like at, at this point in your thirties, I've met certain friends. I know we've got family. Everything's quite well established, and I, I've been in like social situations where I've met like a new person, and I can tell they don't like me. <laughs> I can just tell straight away, quite quickly. Yeah, I'm getting a the vibe. They're not. Yeah. We we ain't gonna get along. <laughs> the way I'm talking doesn't fly at all with you, or or the the things I'm sharing, or the jokes we're having, and then having the acceptance to go to accept it and go, yeah. good, that's fine. Yeah. You Not don't everyone need to like needs me. to like me, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's re- that's like a that's like a superpower. When yeah, you get it right. It's, it's crazy. It's 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 almost gone to the flip side where she doesn't necessarily think about how other people might perceive how she treats them or how she... So, like, if she forgets to invite a friend to, like, a group of people that are going out, it's like, oh, because she wouldn't care if people didn't ask her. Mm-hmm. But that other friend might care that they haven't been asked yeah, yeah. or whatever. Or maybe that friend doesn't care. It's the mum of that friend that cares that that friend... That friend involved on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> And it's like, well, yeah, and where's the limit of that where then you're just inviting the whole class and then mm-hmm. you're just going to have friction anyway because not everyone likes everyone yeah so, this, that's um, like i call that whatsapp politics <laughs> when there's a big whatsapp group and it's kicking off in there yeah. and i'm glad i'm not in it yes yeah that, bless my wife deals with most of that <laughs> i don't want that it's cra- it, it's funny isn't it because the older you get you realize people don't necessarily mature you have more responsibility mm-hmm. but you're still those teenage people and you still have that like those this person doesn't like this person this person's yeah, gossiping yeah. about this person and like all oh, those, that's why kind all of those stuff. tv shows are successful yeah, where it's yeah. just absolute yeah kicking off at each it other it just yeah it yeah it's and they, they like to look at that and go oh well at least we're not like that and it's, like, mm. it's like, attracting you though <laughs> yeah i mean i i'll hold my hand up i gossip about people all the time um with with people at work and stuff and i, I feel bad i i try not to say anything i wouldn't be comfortable saying to that person to their face yeah yeah um and this but yeah it's not it's funny because you go oh guys don't gossip it's, like, mm, it's, mm. it's real tasty though <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Workplace gossip, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you, we talk about each other because I want to send you a sketch that from. I, yeah? I, I always I feel like I mentioned Tom Segura too many times okay. on this podcast already, okay. but he does a one about workplace gossip. Yeah, and he says like they sat there at the coffee machine and the other person comes in and he's got a big grin on his face and he goes, "I've got some news about Barbara," and he's like. <laughs> What's the news? And then he goes, is it going to negatively affect her day? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah. And he's like, hook me up. <laughs> and he's like, is it true? And he's like, I don't know. I think that's, I think most workplaces have not been in one where there isn't at least a villain of some mm-hmm. sort. And it feels like it's almost panto-like mm-hmm. or whatever. But you need that person that everyone kind of has, or a majority of at least your friendship group then has something against and it gets a bit clicky but i think we've got a pretty good dynamic we're at amongst most of the staff i would say where everyone's pretty much friends with everyone there's no one particularly but not like sometimes for a long it's nice to have like you know like that manager or that that staff member or whatever mm-hmm. is that that's the person people go oh yeah they did this or they did whatever and, and it's like this common goal where you can sort of come together which is terrible for that one person yeah um so as long as they've got that, or, I, still, I like the underdog kind of thing as well. I like to be friends with the with um, people that are maybe you know, yeah, um, getting that. But yeah, it's hard not to get caught up in it as well. Isn't it, it? Is. it is. I think I've been the villain a few times as well. Yeah, I think I've been in workplaces where I'm the villain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that's it's a common. If you can accept that, it's all right to be the person that everyone's kind of if you can deal with it and it's not going to affect you mentally yeah it's not you're not going to take it yeah, you're just yeah. Like, ah, you know what it's a bit like being the panto villain yeah you, you take on that role and you go ha ha i'm i'm you're i'm here because every, we want everyone to boo we want everyone to do yeah um let's so yeah i think that's that's it we strayed a little bit from the but the the no. original point was well i can always people, cu- i can edit and cut <laughs> things as well it's people fine. lie my kind of thing growing up in like a Christian background and uh, being a part of that is treat everyone as you would treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be hard because if you're having a bad day and you're not feeling very good, then you're treating it. You're like, oh, well, I'm not that good. I'm going to treat people how I feel kind of. Um, but doing it was like treat people with respect and treat people and try and find out their point of view. So is is the thing that I would want to instill in Jess, yeah. Um, and live and let be, kind of live and let live. That's the one. I don't think these are ones that you can. I think these are ones that will always take conscious effort as well. Yeah. I don't think anyone in the world can inherently within their bones yeah. always treat people like they'd want to be treated themselves without a little bit of effort because mm. it takes. I I can have a day where I'm in front of a person a stranger for the first time like a customer or something and I am making some pretty nasty judgments straight away and just thinking ah and this person is annoying me and I have to really dig deep to find this little morsel of um of empathy or or consideration and, and think actually they're probably having a wild day right now or something there's loads of stuff going on that I haven't seen yet and I'm just judging the character in front of me. Yeah. Uh, and it really takes effort. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that because sometimes I feel I, the the quote from the Bible is treat your neighbor as you would you treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And I have an ongoing <laughs> feud with my dad. And I feel <laughs> it's funny that whole like upbringing. I just feel 
wrong for not being able to get on with my neighbor mm-hmm. um and it's definitely on my part holding on to a grudge which i should let go of um it all started with a wall so it's kind of trump-esque mm-hmm. and all these kind of and the fences you know like <laughs> you trump? see it on like neighbor wars Is and all this kind of stuff. Are you <laughs> i'd like well they took down a fence and then wanted us to pay for it but they had it for it so i feel like they're trump because they're like we're gonna build a wall and we're gonna make mexico pay for it i feel like we're mexico um but you know it's yeah it's just stupid um so yeah it's something i need to let go of and i think if jess can be much more not bothered about those sort of things then i think that's that's a win in my book but yeah do you think it's gone too far or do you think you can still make this oh i i i can be yeah it's it's all me um (laughs) because they're still reasonably friendly with us and they still talk they mess but it's it's like like they used to message me to ask anything about things but now they message joe (laughs) it all goes through joe and i don't deal with it and she gets a bit sick of it's like can't you just make up with him and do the thing it's like part of me feels like it's a principle thing um I'll just say he is a UKIP voter. So Ah. um, it makes it difficult to find common ground. People are allowed to vote however they want, but it just boils my piss. (laughs) And then, you know, the Trump-esque thing on top of that. And then Mm. all these things. I haven't dealt with it well. I punched a wall at some point because I was frustrated with the the kind of things. Um, And yeah, and I've chosen deliberately not to speak to them as much as possible if I can. And realistically, it's done. It's dusted. Get over it. They're going to be your neighbours. What elements of being a dad drive you mad? Uh, I really love being a dad. I, when I was young, I was like, I always want to be, like, I wanted to be a dad. I wanted to be, I think some of that stemmed from, it will go very therapeutic or therapy wise. Um, my, I grew up as, my mum was a single parent. Um, my dad wasn't, he was in my life till I was about three and then he wasn't till I was like 10 or 11 kind of. And so my, like with my uncle being a bigger part, he was more like my dad for those years. And then my, when my dad came on the scene, I'd see him like once a month and he was more like the cool uncle who would give me, he would pay for stuff and do things and whatever. So I wanted to give my kids a better experience than what I had. And I think I'm better off for not him not being there in the state that he was in in those years. Mm-hmm. So I was better off with the dynamic that we've had. And I'm thankful that my mum did an amazing job. My uncle was able to help and and all that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be a better dad and I've always wanted yeah. to have kids. So and, and, and an absent dad might have been a better... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what's the word? A better example than than the dad at the time that didn't want to be there or didn't want to yeah so um i think that was definitely the thing i've always wanted to be a dad i've always wanted to be there and i feel like where we were saying before i feel like not having enough time is always a frustrating thing for me finding that work-life balance and making time and i would definitely recommend trying as best because that's frustrating as hell um i think um one thing that's really mad is you care for your kids. And you were saying a bit before is not being able to take the hurt away is not being able to take the physical pain away when it happens mm-hmm. and not being at the emotional pain when that happens as well, to be able to take some of that and to mm-hmm. be able to help. You can be there to support, but 
I think there's times where you just sit there and you're just like, I just want to help. I just want to, I would rather be the one that was hurt rather than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Even my my son was like, had like a mega rash and was so itchy and it was driving him mad. I know that's like a physical thing, but I was looking at him and I just felt so sorry for him because I was like, that that looks awful. And I can't, apart from medically helping as much as I can, you're the one going through it and mm. I'd kill to just take it off you right now. <laughs> I'll itch all night if you can go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly that. So yeah, that's my other thing about that's mad about uh, or that I don't like about being a dad. Um, and more recently, and we've touched on it already, is the letting go mm-hmm. part is letting them become themselves and seeing. So there's a, it's an amazing thing. There's amazing, like watching your child develop and become their own person. That is a little bit of you, a little bit of your your partner, um, and a little bit of just everything else that they've come along the way, and that's amazing. But having to let go and let the thing that's really tough, mm-hmm. um, especially yeah when I've when you've been so involved and you've that's been kind of your little is buddy as well as being a parent. But you know that it's it's tough to sort of go okay go on you can do it kind of and like be there as supportive as possible but yeah you're like oh, i just want to help more um so that that drives me mad but yeah um i'm sure see jess has been a really good kid when she was young like really young we had like a year of restless nights when she she didn't sleep well and we were sleep deprived and there was there was a little bit of colic but she just wouldn't sleep for I think the first year or so and we were getting to our wits end and then something just clicked not a hundred I think I thought was it when we moved I think it was when we because we only had a two-bedroom place so Josh was in one we with Jess were in another I think once she had her own room that was when it was much easier um and she's been really good since so we had one really bad year I feel for parents where you just don't get that sleep routine yeah. down and you have to try time. really hard. Like a year of that was enough beyond that. I don't know how we would have coped like, uh, and hats off to anyone who has had to deal with those sort of problems. Cause it's so hard to, cause it's, you, you, you don't want to hurt them, but you also want to make sure that like mm-hmm. everyone has to have a good night's sleep. So do you want to put me a couple of dad jokes in? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got two I can think of. Okay. okay. Um, well, I've got more of a story okay. than a thing. So um, I was in my garden and I saw 10 ants running around frantically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I made a little cardboard house for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why? <laughs> no. Because I wanted to be their landlord, which would make me. Oh, no. make, make would make them. My tenants. No. <laughs> yes. That was like a long-winded punchline. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I got the delivery wrong right at the end as well. I can cut that classic. And I'll put in the beautiful. I'll, I'll just put in the payoff. <laughs> okay, I've got uh, one. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got go. one. Dave told me the other day. Okay, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He probably told you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know? Have you ever noticed on the the old like Swedish long ships? You know the Viking ones as they um. Got a little barcode on them. Okay, yeah. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, yeah. Tiny little barcode. So as they're coming in, you can Scandinavian. Yeah. Is that the Nor- Norway or the different different navy? Did I get- 
Oh, no, you said Viking ships. Did I? You said oh, Viking no. ships. I balls it up. Balls it up. <laughs> it's a Scandinavian. Shit. It's a good one. Shit. Um, but, uh, speaking of Dave and things, I've got him a present recently, but I have, I, have I told you about my secret talent? No. I can guess what's inside a present. Yeah. It's a gift. That's a really good <laughs> It's so simple. Yeah, yeah. And you can put it in in a conversation. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I like, like ones like that. Okay, um, I've, got, I've got one more. This one's, okay. a, this one's a not going to be good for a podcast, but okay. I, I might put it as the video. Okay. This one came from years ago. Uh, I think it was my brother's ex that uh, told this one. It was quite good, actually. Though. Yeah. Um, two, two frogs sat on lily pads yes. in the pond. Yeah. And one frog says to the other, do you find that when it rains that the water gets in your mouth? And the other frog goes, no. <laughs> that is such a physical joke. I love it. I love it. I, I don't know who do that. Totally pointless on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for the people that didn't, can't, I'm watching the video version. Um, the, first, put, the first frog has a huge underbite. Yeah. And the second one has a huge overbite. <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right. I've got a two part joke. Okay. Probably heard this one before, possibly, but um, why did Susie fall off the swing? Because she had no arms. Yeah. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Not Susie. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't see I that coming. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've got another. Can I quickly fire these ones out? So, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. To get to the idiot's house. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on episode eight of Dad's Powers and Father Figures. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's been, been it's been amazing, exciting, and we've crammed so much in, and we've done I think the longest recording yet. So I'm going to yeah. have to do a little bit of editing. Yeah, good I'll luck with that. the editing. <laughs> I know what that's like, and I'm going to do it tonight as well. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much. Thank you so much. For I having hope you me. enjoyed it. And uh, oh yeah, you can um, if you want to check out what we do that's what I was about as to the say. doodads. Um, we're at the doodads on Twitter and uh, the doodads podcast on Instagram and fa- Facebook. And you can email us at the doodads at iCloud.com. Nice, and it's super easy listening. It's nice. Uh, it's two dads. Well, sometimes more, but mainly. Mm. Uh, two dads having great conversations and just catching up on each other's lives as friends as well. No. I really enjoy it. Cheers. And thanks for having us on and um, continue doing the good work. It's amazing. Thank you for listening to episode eight of Dads, Papas and Father Figures. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave a review on whatever app is playing my voice right now. It really helps. While you're there, you can also find our show on Instagram and TikTok. If you have burning questions that you'd like me to ask future guests, or if you know a dad that would like to come on and let us peek into their psyche, then please email the podcast at dpaffpod at gmail.com. That's dpaffpod at gmail.com. Happy Father.